0: Hey, everybody. Drew here. So it's Tuesday morning, uh, and it looks like the increasingly lawless Supreme Court of my country is going to rescind abortion rights for people in my country. Uh, The episode you're about to hear was produced over the weekend. The interview was recorded on Friday, so it it doesn't address this topic in any way, uh, nor did the guest have the opportunity to co-sign what I'm about to say. This is just me talking abortion access thereto is an unambiguous moral good, not to mention a human right and a prerequisite to an equal society. And regardless of what the law of the land becomes, there are going to be frankly heroic people working on the ground to make sure that as many people as possible who need or want abortions can access safe ones. So whatever money uh, we make around here on Patreon this month, plus a couple hundred bucks of my own money, is going to be going straight to abortion funds that help those people do that work. Just wanted to mention that since i do uh say the usual spiel about patreon at the end and uh that felt a little gauche given what's going on right now um that's where we stand uh fuck authoritarianism fuck christian dominionism fuck the conservative legal movement but i repeat myself with that being said let's go on with the show this is the everybody's talking at once podcast for may 3rd 2022 Welcome to the Everybody's Talking at Once podcast, where we talk about everything by talking about games. I'm Drew Messenger Michaels, and I'm very glad you're here. So I mentioned we were having a repeat guest on, and we are this month. We are going to have David Galindo back next time to talk about his recently announced game Cook Serve Forever. But today, we've got William Pugh of Crows, Crows, Crows. He stopped by during a very busy launch week to talk about the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, We do manage to do a spoiler-free dance, uh, as is our want for the first chunk of this interview, but we do go into spoilery territory eh, not too far into it. We will be very explicit about when that's about to happen. There are also precise timestamps and such like in the show notes. So with that being said, what, am I going to make you wait longer? No, certainly not. Here's William Pugh. Enjoy. Enjoy. William Pugh, thank you a ton for being here amid the madness of, of launch. I uh, really appreciate it. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me. That's what people say, right? On all these kinds of <laughs> things. That's I the, mean, uh... you, you say all kinds of things. Having just researched, you say all sorts of stuff. You mm, you weave yeah. fictions seamlessly into, into your truths. You do all sorts of I stuff. I
1: swear hereby to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me... Gabe Newton. <laughs>
0: I'll ask Gabe you. Newton. I'll ask you to swear on a copy of your own game. So, for those who don't know, what is the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe?
1: The Stanley Parable Ultra. Let me get up the uh, press. <laughs> the copy and paste press copy. The Stanley Parable. Ultra Deluxe is an expanded reimagining of the critically acclaimed award winning indie game The Stanley Parable of 2013. Now, with new content, new choices, and new secrets, an expansion of the world of The Stanley Parable uh, being brought to consoles such as uh, the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and X, Nintendo Switch, and Steam, featuring support for windows mac
0: and linux well i feel like i should beat the russian order that today after that pitch um, i mean i oh actually already, i already have a couple times over sorry sorry <laughs> no no i'm sure that i'm sure that blurb has been massaged to a to a mirror sheen so I, I don't blame you at all for falling back <laughs>
1: uh, i've seen that description so much over the past <laughs> like two months uh, we've um crows so uh, a bit of context yeah, please. Um, I worked on the 2013 version with the mod's original creator, Davey Reading, and he's the writer of uh, the 2013 version, and uh, this one, an Ultra Deluxe as well.
0: I will interject only to say that if folks want to hear more from him, he was on episode two of this podcast back then, so, uh-huh. so uh, dive in if you want to, but yeah.
1: Well, um, so uh, after The Stanley Parable 2013, Davey went off to uh, make Beginner's Guide, as I'm sure uh, veterans of this podcast will know. And uh, uh, I went off, and I um, founded with a couple of other amazing people uh, a studio called Crows, 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 and we've done a variety of comedic video games: some first person, some uh, not, some VR. Well, <laughs> yeah, you VR, made you made but, a, uh,
0: quite a lavish Twine game called The Temple of No.
1: Yes, with now with new content, with fire content. It's the fire in the game now. Check it out.
0: <laughs> it's very much Sorry. worth checking out and it's like you crows 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 it seems to me is an experimental studio every which way the games themselves are sort of experiments with narrative and form and as you say each is a bit different in terms of what it tries to do uh dr langaskoff the the uh, the tiger and the terribly cursed emerald is uh, you know a whirlwind we, heist please a whirlwind heist the... excuse me oh goodness I've, I've research fail on my part if you want to hang up right now i fully understand you think
1: you could get away with shortening
0: the name no Certainly not. Certainly not. Uh, so as penance, Doctor Languskov, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald: A Worldwind A Whirlwind Heist, is a game that is like in some ways a similar format to the Stanley Parable in that it's a first-person comedy game, but the conceit is super different. Accounting is in VR, as you say. Crows, Crows, Crows is a studio that experiments, and I feel like also experiments with like how a studio can even be run. You didn't sort of charge for anything for quite some time. The Temple of No, and ah, uh, yes. Uh,
1: uh, that was that was also known as our golden age. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, so I guess I guess the principles behind that um, were first of all it, it's kind of a, a, a mix of stuff. Like um, uh, with the money from the Stanley Parable, we had um, we had the ability to like like I, I'd seen a lot of stuff by Blendo Games. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Gravity Bone and 30 Flights of Loving. I think 30 Flights was, I don't know, five bucks or something, but Gravity mm-hmm, Bone mm-hmm. was free. And that was just like amazing. That was because, because I think, I think the thing is, the moment you start to charge for stuff, there's so many kind of strings attached with that in terms of like, um, in terms of getting a mass kind of acceptance. I think we ended up getting, we've had something like, I don't want to. I don't want to lie, but like I, it, it's it's definitely we've had hundreds of thousands of people play Doctor Langaskov. I feel like it could be it could be a million. It could be a million, but I, I don't have that figures to hand right now. But um, that uh, we used that to kickstart the studio with the with the money from the original Stanley Parable that I got. We were able to pay, you know, a bunch of different really talented people from across the world to uh, come together and work on that. Uh, and, and then, um, we proceeded to just kind of, um, do a bunch of different experiments. Actually, the thing most people don't know, the majority of the stuff that we worked on never got released. It kind of ended up in a kind of weird prototype slash, you know, development hell. Uh, but the stuff that we have put out, uh, I'm super proud of, uh, of our entire repertoire.
0: It's all great So um, We even mentioned Eat, uh, which is, oh, which is eat. A, yes, yet another yes. format entirely. So yes, that stuff mobile. you haven't put out, is that in a box marked maybe later? Or are those things you've sort of definitively moved uh, on from? I for think one or
1: right another? right now we've been working on Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe for so long. It's kind of had about, it's been in the pipeline for about five years. It's certainly taken up the lion's share of our development time for the past three. Um, and so I think right, and and that kind of work in progress stuff, uh, is def- is from pre twenty nineteen, so I think like um we'll figure out what we want to do with some of that. Some some of it is totally you know we can't use it. Um, some sure. of it I would love to see kind of remixed into something that we can put out and uh, other stuff. I think maybe we'll see the light of day in the future, but uh, no promises as of right now.
0: Sure, sure. I wonder is some of the stuff that you end up. Uh, not rejecting, but but not following through with. Is it because it's too gamey for Crows, Crows, Crows? Crows, oh, Crows, no, Crows no, tends no, to no. not put out gamey stuff. I I
1: I wouldn't say I think um there's been a whole range of stuff. Like I like um there was one mobile game, for example, uh that got pretty far um actually well there's two mobile games that actually got pretty far um this was before apple arcade was a thing and um we were just doing some weird different narrative experiences on mobile for a while um, we had some um and, and i think those kind of fell th- they they kind of fell off the plate because other stuff was kind of coming along for example like accounting plus because of the because of the because int- of you know the free money that was kind of flying around for sure. um for VR titles in that you kind really of struck like, when the like,
0: iron was at its hottest, yeah,
1: yeah, like that allowed us kind of a bit of extra financial security that allowed us to kind of get a physical space in Berlin, and that la- you know it was nice to be able to be like, okay, we can pay people for six months, nine months a year, and off, you know something that's not like direct you know risk to our to our you know personal finances you know it was like okay we can work on this for this amount of time and if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't and uh i think like for a while it was like in the top 10 most most profitable vr games i think for a while oh wow um but uh has that do you know what it's been
0: eclipsed by profit wise um, no
1: idea i we've we pieced the hell out of the vr space (laughs) uh i noticed
0: um do you want to talk at all about why you you felt like it was you know the getting was good so it was time to get out or was it uh
1: yeah i think like we had the experience of working on it we didn't have like a supreme experience working we had a real we had a really good experience working with some some uh some partners and we didn't have a great experience working with some other partners uh um in terms of uh working with um our primary collaborators on that were um justin roiland obviously the uh co-creator of rick and morty voice actor you know and and just general
0: presence mad creative
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, yes um who was who you know um is absolutely a force of nature and and um especially like uh going into that experience me and dominic johan the uh, art director slash co-founder of crows um it we you know seen a lot of his kind of very punk kind of early cartoon stuff from uh thing called channel 101 uh where it was like you know two girls one cup the tv the the family tv show uh you know which is just like oh my god i'm sorry my mom's calling. My mom's oh, calling good. me. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> sorry, i am got to... Um, no, go for oh, it. You're good. You're okay, good. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna give them a message. So, oh my god, it's a double call. Okay, I'm really sorry. Be right back. Don't worry
0: about it. Hey, yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. Um, no problem at all. No problem at all.
1: So, um, accounting. Well, I'm really sorry. Uh, so our primary collaborators there were Justin Roiland uh, who we'd known from you know punk cartoons and like getting to see his creative process sure yeah and uh, like we got to kind of embed in the um, we were kind of working unofficially in like a kind of back room of the Rick and Morty offices for uh, for a week uh, <laughs> just like blasting out a prototype and he'd go and you know do do some voice records for his you know show and then you know we'd be we'd be you know in the other room with like a prototype vibe set up and he'd come in and he'd be like hey oh well what have you been what what, what have you what, what what have you been doing and, you know we'd be like oh look we've got this little phone so when you hold it up to your ear like you can hear the sound you know and like you know and we've got this little uh prototype creature that'll look at you you know as you walk around the space and then he'd be like oh wouldn't it be funny if he just starts saying fuck you fuck you and I do the voice and you know we'd just all laugh we'd just be laughing and we'd be like yeah sure put that in the game and you that was very much the process much is just pretty a, organic in other words yeah yeah it was just totally like a don't you know nobody say like like a it was improvisational and just like okay we'll write a quick script and put it in it was just like get make something as quickly as possible and like that was that was amazing and it was very bizarre that that then kind of ended up being something that we'd work on for like two years so like and and the kind of centerpieces were the things that kind of came together through this very quick almost kind of instantaneous chemical reaction of uh just us being in a room laughing about stuff
0: yeah yeah so justin roiland was kind of the one who was yeah he was like, interested he was in like, vr as a concept really in,
1: like yeah. a lot of st- like in terms of like the I like creative direction and, and and just writing stuff and putting stuff down because you know I like I've done some writing on stuff like Temple of No but primarily I've had the um uh, the luxury of working with really talented writers like um like Davey Reardon obviously uh-huh. and and uh, <laughs> and Jack DeKeat, who did the um did the script for Doctor Langerusk the Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald uh, who's Zora also uh, a yeah. big genius big genius right there um uh da, da, da. and then also yeah. uh with squanch games was tanya watson who um used to work at epic and now um now is very hot oh my god i've forgotten the position but very very high up in um bad robot games i think i, I don't i don't like it's like CA, ceo or coo or it's some she's very important c level um, yeah 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 c suite part of the c suite Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, we were really lucky to, you know, have her in the sphere launching accounting and, you know, getting to learn from somebody who's, you know, worked with the, you know, the, (laughs) the big, the big ones, uh, was, was also just, you know, invaluable knowledge, you know, getting to soak that up. And then you know, even even throughout this process, like everybody who works at Crows is just, you know, incredibly intelligent and uh, brilliant at their craft. Really, like again, Dominic Johan, best artist in the world. He did he did all the uh, art for Minute, and um, and was on the kind of Minute development team. I don't do you know Minute
0: i do yeah 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 it's very, very good very excellent
1: game check it out after you have checked out the Stanley parable of course but in I... that order definitely great <laughs> game though. great game. um and then we have got then we have uh tom Schley, who does all of our audio work uh who like he's composer, sound designer uh he's done a lot of music production in um in the, in the music industry and and is just also just just a lovely person and and uh the stuff that he makes is like literal It's like magic to listen to.
0: The audio in the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is incredible. I mean, like the original had you know an attention to detail and room tone and whatever that that a lot of you know otherwise you know somewhat similar games. Not that there are games that are precisely like Stanley didn't have, but this one it's just next level. Just the, yeah, the and the, the audio, original, and the weird surprises.
1: The original had it was um, like it's a it's, it's it was very interesting, especially in terms of the audio going to Ultra Deluxe because um. The original had uh, like four composers uh, who all did different parts and different branches of the game, and they're all, you know, really cool and brilliant. And um, like we had Blake Robinson, the synthetic orchestra, can't speak, oh my God, I can't speak, I'm sorry. Blake Robinson, the synthetic orchestra uh, person who's uh, done, you know, about a million different you know, his music sounds like it's a full, full orchestra playing it. And then, you know, we've had like just a whole range of, and then, and then the sound design was by, uh, um, two, two lovely people, Eduardo and, uh, Robin, uh, who both, um, who both have done a load of game design stuff, but then all the new stuff was done by Tom. So it kind of did feel like, a you know, him slotting in and kind of having to do some work to kind of merge it all and, and kind of, fit into that style he also did all the work on accounting plus but yeah tom is like uh, check out Silker soft Silker soft on uh streaming platforms he's uh does a lot of good music i'll well. link
0: him for i'll link him for sure so this is this the biggest team of a crows 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 project so far
1: oh yeah i think um we um we don't have like a huge full-time staff but um there's uh, an enormous amount of people who've you know, done, like, some, you know, some people who have done, like, okay, I've done three different kind of animations for different parts of the game, and then we had a range of uh, really cool 3D modelers who came on and and did, like, certain set pieces, like, there's certain sculptures in the game and, like, uh, you know, key props where it's, like, oh, we, you know, this is a superstar asset and, you know, we got, you know, someone really talented out, out of house to produce that, um, and then, kind of, we were ultimately responsible of kind of mixing and matching all of that together and making that work.
0: The question of superstar props uh, brings me to whether you would like there to be a spoiler event horizon past which we talk about yeah, something that happens I in the game. Well, like to stay with yeah, I think generally, yes.
1: We can, we can, we can just say if you want to bang the gavel on the okay, we're gonna go and start spoiling now i'm happy if,
0: if you feel like you've said your spoiler free piece then, then fair yeah enough. like
1: if you like this basically the last i'd say is if you like the stanley parable um for the next for un- until let me let me get the exact date uh until may the 11th uh there's a sale for the game on steam for people who own the original stanley parable um and then uh if you um it's also available on consoles if you haven't played the stanley parable before it's got everything from the original in this one uh with a few little adjustments and changes but uh basically it's designed so that it is enjoyable and a worthwhile experience for both of those camps of you know people who you know played it if you absolutely hated the stanley parable uh uh, then, pro- then, then it's probably not the it's probably not the game for you. But uh, it may not convince but you. But if it intrigues you, if it intrigues you, like based on the trailers, all our, all of our trailers are kind of non spoilery um, by design. Uh, so maybe take a look at some of those. And if it's interesting to you, um, you know, play it. Yeah, uh, and, you're here. and don't don't try and don't spoil yourself too much because a lot of it is about you know getting surprised and all of that. And that's my piece.
0: That's the piece. And in fact, you know, the the most ideal thing might be stop right now, go play it, and then then immediately come back because it makes you want to talk to someone about it. One of the great joys of getting ready for this was getting to play it early and then getting to hang out in the Crows, Crows, Crows discord and watch people have their minds blown (laughs) just all day on launch day. I'm sure you were doing something similar. I've
1: seen people who like look physically in pain. They look physically (laughs) in pain when they're trying to understand what a section of the game is doing. (laughs)
0: That's a high compliment for for you and the team. I, I dare I say. I
1: mean, yeah, it's like like I, I've had people who've just been in silence, and then they just all they can say is "I'm dying, I'm dying," <laughs> as they're trying to uh, figure out what's going on. My partner um, and I had yeah. a lot
0: of kind of uh, "Are you seeing this too?" kind of kind of moments. So when we talk about superstar props, there's
1: oh a- yeah, well we we're, we're this explicitly is the event horizon we're going to stop spoiling from it'll this be point marked it'll be onwards. marked
0: clearly it'll be marked extremely clearly
1: sirens playing put a megaphone effect on me stop listening and buy the game right now and then uh the sound of me throwing a brick through a glass window okay <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> you're adding Foley budget to this production. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it i'll make it happen one way or another um, uh so yes after after this point you be warned um, so the bucket was one of the things you farmed out, because it is a very important prop, I dare say. So it's, it's a character. It's yes. a secondary protagonist, really.
1: Yes. The bu- Yeah, the bucket's one that uh, that we got done. Yeah, I think so.
0: So if you're past this point, you've either played the game or you do not fear spoilers. But the bucket is a, is a mechanic that essentially... It's so well I say it's a character I say it's a prop I say it's a mechanic it's all of those things. It effectively doubles the number of endings, more than that because because it also alters endings that are new to this version <laughs> where everything is is effectively different if you're holding the bucket, right? Like something new will happen wherever you go. Was that sort of where the idea began, just like you need something that will say give me newness, right? Because uh. the game asks you right off the bat have you played the original and I believe Davey confirmed on Twitter that like, if you say yes, new stuff starts happening sooner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of primary switch there that we had at the start, which was if you, um, it asks you if you have or haven't. And then that basically slides in the new content stuff earlier or later, because like a lot of the new content requires kind of like the baseline to be set by the, by the original uh mm-hmm. and so you know we wanted to have that in there um it didn't actually start with a bucket and uh for a long time stanley garble 2 wasn't in there um we had uh i guess like you can split it up into different types we had um the kind of embedded new content Uh, which is just straight up embedded into the original that stuff like the firewatch and rocket league ending that stuff like the um the press uh conference ending or the tape recorder ending that's the stuff that's like new but exists within the fabric of the original then there's a kind of through line of both the new content door and the memory zone stuff and that comprises about maybe an hour an hour and a half of content depending on how fast you go through it and that like um is like the through line the through and that actually goes to epilogue eventually where it's like the through line of uh this is a self-aware remaster update sequel type of thing and then as part of that was the bucket situation and the bucket situation um that started very in a very constrained fashion where it was like we only do dialogue changes and timing changes required to uh fit new dialogue into the old um the old uh, events that would happen in each ending and then that slowly over the course of a few years morphed into more and more bu- unique bucket content. And then eventually that just ended up at a point where there was like a sign, at least a significant kind of visual change in every ending. Uh, and yeah. And, and so that, so then there's that. So, so, and so that's its own kind of track. So there's kind of three tracks of new content there's the like embedded stuff there's the uh, like new content door slash memory zone path and then there's the bucket stuff
0: and it's all sort of intimately linked as so so was telling that kind of meta narrative what what sort of made you originally want to do an ultra deluxe edition or was it more a question initially of, of getting it out of source putting it in unity getting it on consoles you know I think yeah it, was definitely,
1: it it started with well, we've got to find a way to get this source engine game, and at that point, the latest source engine game to successfully make it to a console was Portal Two for PS Three, um, right? Wish and at that, that hmm. and and we we were at the very awkward point where the PS Three was you know out the door, and it was PS Four time, but uh, there wasn't any like official support for, you know, bringing the source engine to PS4. And then for a while it was like, you know, we were trying to figure out how to do it. And then we eventually landed on, okay, unity is the best kind of baseline basis, the baseline thing for, then we can bring it to unity and then we use unity to export to all the consoles. And we knew unity would have support for, you know, anything new that popped up like the switch during development and, um then we got to a point where it was like okay the work's kind of getting done we're approaching a version of stanley Barable uh that runs on on that can run some consoles and like looks good uh let's sit down and kind of codify the changes that need to be made like you know the uh museum narrator says turn off your pc uh, um press escape and hit quit you know that doesn't work on a console so you know you've got to we, we, okay, we've got to re-record those, rewrite that section. We knew the serious room was going to be removed because we didn't have the server cheats, uh, thing, So we had to, you know, okay, how are we going to do, do that? And then it kind of snowballed from there. Like, okay, what if we added a new ending and then another one? And then what if we did this or that? And then what if we changed this? And then what if you'd done this, we changed this and it kind of just like snowballed to a point where it was like, okay, this is bigger than a console port so uh, we'll call it Ultra Deluxe, and we thought, okay, we've got a kind of alpha version of everything kind of done, so we'll announce the game and and then finish it up, but then in classic fashion, you know, it was just a lot of polish that needed to happen, like a lot of polish, because people really like the original and you don't want to disappoint them.
0: Yeah, so it seems like most of the changes came out of... Pragmatism in one way or another, or or the results of pragmatism. If we're doing X, we might as well. Oh <laughs> do god. Y. Well
1: well I mean towards the end, there was nothing fucking pragmatic about the development <laughs> of this
0: game. Fair, fair. there
1: was a lot of like um points where we were like, okay, this is locked for real. Okay, enough of this. And then something about it wouldn't work and we'd need to go back and, you know, iterate again and, you know. I think um looking back if we knew that it was going to be this big there would definitely have been changes to how we would have structured it all and you know mm. done all of that but um, so there
0: was never like a pitch document about like here is oh here yeah is a, we a had smoothly... we had a p-
1: you've got to have a pitch document in order to submit to console so we put together sure, sure. a pitch document um uh which was funnily enough rejected by one platform uh <laughs> I won't say which yeah, one. That's uh, fair. It's that's one fair. we didn't make it onto, but um, uh, yeah, that—that's you what, talked um, to True
0: Achievements about how you couldn't you couldn't get cross-platform consensus on little things like the unachievable achievement from the first the twenty thirteen.
1: Oh my god! Like, I, the thing is, I'm not actually in my tired, kind of hungover from the launch party state. I'm not one hundred percent sure what I can say. But I can say in a general sense, trying to get all three platforms to agree upon stuff that is kind of unusual or that they haven't seen before is incredibly difficult and taxing. And we got to a point where we were certain that we had agreement from everything on, from everybody on everything. And then pretty late, pretty close to the gun, we did get some feedback that was like from one of them, which was like, Hey, you need to change this. This is not, we can't, we cannot give clearance for this, uh, because of our internal policy. So at that point, you know, it's like, oh my God, is this why people, it's why people don't, uh, tend to do very, very weird games as, as massive multi-platform releases, but it's doing very well. So, you know, I'm, I think, uh, there you is some, there's some validation to that approach. that's such a bummer as of this year
0: as someone who appreciates the weird stuff you do the fact that it's not just it's not just that you have to think about it right and and commit to actually creating something that works despite being weird it's that you then have to you know extrude it through the content tube before it can actually arrive and be accessible to people It's, it's yeah you
1: like there's you know there's paperwork there's forms there's approval processes And you can even run things through approval processes and then they'll later get flagged by somebody down the line and uh there's some platforms that have been you know who have asked for very last minute changes and uh you know i see why um i see why uh publishers are cool uh but i still do think they're giving a raw deal (laughs) to everybody to the current dealers in the market um uh, which I'll happily uh, complain about at length.
0: I mean, but, uh, no, this... please expound upon that thought a bit, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, we've um. Uh, and and, well, oh, let me let me shout out one one last team, please. Yeah. Um, so we wouldn't have been able to actually bring the game to consoles without the support of uh, this company called Twenty Second Century Toys. Uh, which is basically a company that works with, you know, a variety of developers and publishers to take games from, uh, you know, their PC build to, you know, consoles and they help with certification and stuff. And the team there has been absolutely, um, amazing. Uh, uh, like, a, it's led by, um, this, <laughs> this brilliant wizard called, uh, Tony Bratton, who, uh who's led an, an amazing team of uh, like a bunch of people to help us uh get all of this across the line and uh 100 without them we wouldn't have been able to cross party launch um though like having been in the back ends you know it's clearly they're clearly kind of for a different era uh i remember first using kind of steams you know, set up for behind the scenes, and I, I back in the day, and I was I was thinking, oh my god, this is overly complex, this is unnecessarily cumbersome. Uh, but now, having seen the range of stuff, I, I I'm pretty confident in saying that Steam's system is is incredible uh, <laughs> and very simple compared to uh, compared to all all the others, and, and it's just like there's navigating these navigating just the infrastructure required to take a even a build of the game that works on the device and get it through all these hoops in order to get it into people's hands it's a it's very complex and like you know the work that um publishers do is brilliant to to you know it's like it's very it's difficult frustrating work however ultimately i think um uh even the ones that are kind of branded with a smiley face on uh are essentially businesses and i i mean that kind of that kind of uh it does uh betray a bit of my um a bit of how i feel about the about about you know capitalism capitalism but, yeah. yeah but um i do think um i do think uh like you know stuff's going around now where it's like 50 percent. they take 50 percent, and the and the and the terms on top of that are not kind they're not nice terms there's a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff and they're not they're not your friends in any in any kind of way uh as a as an independent developer like um i'm sure you know they've brought a lot of um great stuff to market and they've, uh, given a lot of opportunities to a lot of different really cool indie developers. Uh, but ultimately, uh, they're, they're in it to take art and turn it into a commodity and part of their portfolio. And, um, and I think if they could take a hundred percent, they would. And I think that's ultimately where they would love for it to go really. Um, and, you know, it's difficult because like this stuff is like getting us, getting something on console and, um, getting, um, it's very difficult. It's not easy. And like for one person, you know, to take on all of that additional labor and cost and, you know, time that's not practical. Uh, so, you know, there is a need for that kind of thing, but I do think that they, uh, that the structure of deals now are uh, super unfair and uh i won't i won't i won't throw further bombs by naming names but sure. um uh check out jw uh who's uh I'm, I'm passing the i'm passing the bomb with the fuse to um jw who's um a brilliant uh absolutely you know one of the legends of the uh indie and double game scenes um, who's you know said a lot about the way that uh certain publishers structure their deals and how they're you know some of them are just inherently exploitative and unfair and like you know it's just not fair really I think that's that's my problem
0: yeah yeah um, well it's your perspective on this is is really important I think because you've been you know you've you've taken, your position of advantage to create a studio that, that works differently and even rejects the, the, the dictates of capitalism well by releasing something you know for free as a debut for example right uh not well that that i is, mean i mean you know,
1: really that is i i like i do hesitate because I, I i do have to acknowledge that like it's an incredibly privileged position to be yeah. to be standing from and i and, and like and you furthermore, know, at I, the end of the day it's, i'm not like i'm not i'm like, i and i'm 100 percent not saying oh anybody who takes a publisher deal eh, like i'm not saying that i'm saying that those people who who are in a financial situation where they have to take a publisher deal in order to make the art that they want to make they should be getting better terms um of and course like, yeah you know no, and, I, I didn't and,
0: think you were saying why can't everyone simply make why can't oh, everyone make you, a, know, a game you know right out of the gate that's a huge hit you know <laughs> wait
1: waking up and looking at twitter you know you I just, I just want to make sure it's super every morning. I, I just want to make super clear that you know, um, I think, um, I just, I, I basically my baseline position is seeing the work that indie developers do, and also on the flip side, having done the publishing work um, and the marketing work. I think um, ultimately, like the development side is a lot harder. It require, it just takes stuff it just takes you know emotion a level of emotional and uh psychological effort to you know develop anything to a point of release that i just think that should be more financially respected and uh yeah and the indies need to (laughs) have i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna shut up about this point because i think uh but yeah, I think um you were about you were about to shift into account. I was about I was, you yeah, think I was exactly anyway. the opposite of what you think. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I think um I think like yeah we we've been in a really privileged position to be able to, you know, take the revenue, pay people up front, and then you know do essentially a lot of like it's game design, but it's also marketing work, you know, where it's like if you're releasing something for free, and then at the end you say hey, can you sign up to our email list rather than you know asking for you know. Uh, 299 or 599 or whatever whatever. Um, you're like essentially paying you're paying for future um, by making it free, you're paying uh, for ex not like studio exposure, which then allows you to earn more. And command and and negotiate better deals in the future. That's an
0: interesting thing. So you you felt it was necessary, like the the cachet of you being you know half of the the team of the the, or the core team of the Stanley Parable that was not as powerful as saying my studio crows 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 made this thing that is out there that people like right. So it it, it seemed that made it a bit more concretely connected to what you as a studio or the head of a studio or the co head of a studio wanted to do next.
1: I think um I think like I do. That, that like there is like a level of um in the early kind of 2010s like that um in like individual auteur kind of stuff was going around that was kind of very much in the kind of bloodstream of the of of kind of how games were talked about at the time you know you had your Phil fishers and your you know indie game the movie mm hmm uh, you know, people with bottles of piss walking around. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh and um
0: Well think... yeah, and you gave the movie featuring somebody you've run PR for, Jonathan Blow. Um oh, that's, yeah. a ref- well, that's a reference to a very silly talk you did that I'll that I'll
1: link. But... <laughs> Nobody will know. But um uh, <laughs> that I love I love giving that talk. But anyway. Um uh I I there was just a kind of point where it was like, okay. Uh where where i was trading off that kind of of that capacity and like that's something that i now kind of feel like you know i don't want to engage in that so much i don't kind of tweet personally that much i used to like tweet a fucking ton and i used to like post a load of personal stuff on you know twitter like you know how i was doing, and like ultimately i i found that like maybe about four five years ago just kind of drawing a line a harder line between kind of my personal life and like what was getting put out was good. It also allowed um yeah it was also incredible. It felt like one of the best feelings was when the Crow's Company account surpassed uh, my personal follower follower account, <laughs> uh, which also felt like a big kind of pressure off. And also like uh, the people that like I work with are uh, generally speaking. So wait, I don't know why I said generally speaking. I and mean, they almost. Ex- uh, I, I like they're they're um, more talent. They've got a lot, a lot of talent, more talented than me, and they're smarter than me. And like you know, I I learned so much from from them. And you know, it almost feels like I have kind of. A, I also have like a lot of guilt about you know being on being on a podcast and not being like okay, and here's Tom, and here's Tom, and here's you know, and it's but it's also like. We're, I'm I'm fucking I'm fucking exhausted from, from launch. Everybody's tired <laughs> sure. from launch. Of course, so, you know, of course. I, I You're being the tip of the spear.
0: Mind. Yeah, when Davy when Davy was here uh, forever ago, uh, in a previous era before before worldwide plagues and things. Um, you know he said that the two of you kind of went back and forth when you were making the Stanley Parable 2013 with each feeling that the other was the real author right because because you know it didn't exist until you turned it into a level and it didn't exist until he did the writing well the,
1: i mean i mean whose name comes first on it i think that really you know solidifies Davey is the as the straight man and i'm the plucky i'm the I'm the plucky underdog he's uh, the, he's
0: the left jab and you're the right hook more like
1: um no yes yeah no uh, i think i um, uh yeah, like the 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 idea of ownership and stuff and like like people like like again when the game was coming out people love the uh the creator of uh there was the, there's that there's that really famous um uh, or no, notorious uh screenshot of um a
0: oh, Warren Spector some, one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's like uh Warren the, War, Warren Spector thinks that you know people attribute uh that a game to a single creator rather than the entire team or inspect a creator of <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: it transcends you know. parody because that was yeah. not intended as a joke that was that was just the editorial standard of wherever he said it
1: yeah and uh, uh, but yeah I think like um, you it's also just weird because um, you know you spend if you if you get rid of the monitors you spend like I don't know how many hours in a year, but a lot, just stare at sitting in the corner of a room looking at a wall, you know? And like, you're physically alone and you're you're, um, kind of like, and especially, you know, during COVID, but also, you know, a lot of the work that we've done has been done remotely. You're like physically alone, you're working for like long hours, you know, doing like technical labor. Uh, like there's a lot of creativity involved, but you know that in terms of actual time, you usually spend more time, you know, <laughs> adjusting uh, light maps or, or sure. sorting out sorting out uh, visibility calculations and stuff like that, or being like, oh, Git didn't push this fucking file.
0: Oh, I've got to open up the command line and figure this out. Um, well, there's there's two sides to that. There's the scut work of it, right? That like, even, even the most artistically fulfilling pursuit still has a lot of drudgery in it. And there's mm-hmm. also like, something I think I've heard both you and Davey talk about is that one of the big themes of the Stanley parable is for the love of God, get me away from this computer. The, the existential, you know, aspect of, of how much of our lives we spend in front of those, those glowing rectangles, which are all that separate us from the wall we're really staring uh-huh. at, to your, to your point.
1: Uh, yeah, like um, when the screens turn off, it's almost like they're a, a black mirror of some sort.
0: Technology
1: is it bad?
0: <laughs> Holy shit! I don't know. Maybe I don't technology. Know kind... wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! You tell me technology is is bad? Maybe. What the fuck? Maybe, I've never uh, thought this before.
1: You've got to be careful because you know, one moment you're Charlie Brooker, you know, creating San Junipero and uh the next moment you're charlie brooker creating that give me a second I've got. gonna have got gonna find the name of it but it's something i uh oh it's not on his wikipedia page let's find it uh aha 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 Cap- uh, the next thing you know let me cut that let me redeliver it uh do it do it one moment you are charlie brooker creator of uh, critically acclaimed Sandro Perro. The next thing you know, you're Charlie Brooker, creator of uh, the Netflix interactive fiction *Cat Burglar*. Uh, have you seen *Cat
0: Burglar*? No, no, I haven't. Oh I've seen God. some other open Netflix up. interactive fiction. Freaking, open what? up your
1: Netflix app and search for *Cat Burglar* and see I... see what. Like, you know, if you if you're worried about Netflix, you know, taking over interactive entertainment, have a have a look at *Cat Burglar*. <laughs> and and feel really calm
0: this will assuage my fears. <laughs>
1: don't worry about netflix taking over in, uh, interactivity uh because they've got they've got like a critically acclaimed director making cat burglar
0: you're saying that this charlie quiz Brooker Sh- is, is, is the so, best oh my god he's the best palliative against his own alarmism about technology is what you're saying it's like, yeah uh I uh, oh I, I will, I will, I will link Cat Burglar. Check and out Cat check out Burglar. talking.
1: Check out Cat Burglar if you want. If you want to see the Stanley, if you want to see the Netflix, Netflix's equivalent of the Stanley Parable, check out Cat Burglar.
0: You're telling me Netflix optioned the Stanley Parable, and what came out was was Cat Burglar.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? What a no comment on that specific. Question. Sure. Oh, sure. well, mm, interesting. I don't know. Well, that that is an interesting question, actually. The Stanley Parable is sort of the ideal of a game that only works as a Game, right you couldn't
1: well uh no no because because the, they made they made severance and that's <laughs>
0: no i actually you you joked about this on twitter right or so i'm
1: sorry i'm I'm gonna be a real nerd here i love i i i i I, I know people who who don't like severance but i love severance i I, that's such a nerdy thing to say i um i quote tweeted the uh the creative director of it trying to trying to cheekily because he he named uh in a in another bizarre occurrence he name dropped uh, the stanley parable as an inspiration of the show not but, like, but that which was like insane because I just finished it. I was like, oh my God, that was the best piece of TV I've seen in a long time. And, I'm uh, only two
0: episodes into Severance, but oh, I'm, you, a, so- oh, I'm a sucker. Get, 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 that. get on that, which and means I haven't one- seen it at all, is what you're telling me. Oh,
1: it's so good. It's so good. I loved it. Um, maybe that makes me basic, but uh, but, you know, there's no shame in liking good stuff.
0: <laughs> no. No, I I thought we were past that. I thought we were past, you know, curating. You're our in that kind of like cultivate a. Yeah, hipster we're at a
1: stage where it's like you know, uncool to like anything a lot. Because someone like,
0: I do like severance. So, oh,
1: what a typical—he's just falling for the liminal space vibes.
0: Typical, <laughs> typical, twenty-eight-year-old. Uh, you show they, a picture they, they, of an office and you play scary music and it's like oh this is profound and there's oh, a lot of that on that show but that's not all that's going on on that show i think it's very No
1: sad. it's just fun and like you know it's it's nice to see a comedian directing like six episodes and like having it be really tense and you know Yes all Ben Stiller busy, right he directed yeah, the whole the whole fucking thing Not the whole thing uh six out of the nine episodes or something okay, okay. but uh still really good
0: So so severance Back to is, the so epic
1: Back to the product promotion please <laughs>
0: well we are promoting it because you're, you're we're promoting both stanley parable the game and stanley parable the apple tv uh, original <laughs> yeah. also known as severance
1: um, they should get me on as a consultant is what i'm saying because i hear i hear because i hear apple has money to burn um it's also very weird because that whole fucking aspect of that it feels like top kind of like the kind of stuff apple would be into
0: <laughs> it is really weird to have apple be the one producing
1: uh, it yeah. I, this is also totally illegal for me to say because i bet i bet this is totally nda but i i went i got to go inside apple's offices a couple times and it is proper severance vibes in there shit it's I like believe that, you know I believe that. it is uh freaky um i've
0: I'm been in most the, of those palo alto and uh and, and and surrounding campuses at this point and they're all they're all oh, scary the in various London. ways oh, okay oh that's the one that but, feels uh, y. okay Okay.
1: Yeah, you go up in an elevator and it's like, there's just multiple levels of security. And then I got to the part where I was like allowed to be for my meeting. And then there's like, you can see the zone past that where they're all working. And it's like, it's got frosted glass and it's like, you can't see through there. And there's, you know, some beefy, beefy security <laughs> people. And it's, just like, <laughs> and it's just like, hey, I've been through like two layers of security already. <laughs> What you need more security?
0: There is something so scary about that frosted glass. You do expect like a bloody handprint to suddenly appear or
1: something.
0: It's yeah.
1: They're making me work (laughs) on a watch that no one will buy. Twenty. I I was. I was an enough Apple promo. The yeah, like, this is a really what, effective promotion. We're, we're, off, you're, we're, you're off, we're off track. We're off
0: track. Will we're, you we're, please stop praising Apple on this fucking podcast? Fu- you, you, yeah, well, okay. You're supposed to be one of the guys who's who's doing incisive satire, and here you are, just just. I know. I No. 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 no, no. I, I like
1: point. Severance. Fuck the rest of them. Yeah.
0: There, there you go. There you go.
1: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be like earlier. These indie game publishers, fucking scum, and then be like, but Apple, oh, so cool. <laughs> i've got to kind of pick a side there um sorry
0: yeah really picking your battles we'll, let, the, let's, the,
1: the, the, sorry yeah, go yeah. On. no go for it please, no 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 i'm 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 you it's your job to give this structure
0: i was going to drag you kicking and screaming back to the product because one nice, of the please. things that you've added to the stanley parable ultra deluxe is is a, like a simple but really kind of like like a, a thing that talks that that bespeaks where we are as opposed to where we were in 2013, which is content warnings because bits of the Stanley oh, yeah. parable are really fucking intense as far as, as far as like self harm and just emotional registers and things like that. Right. And it's, as you were revisiting it, were you maybe like, I don't know where you did, did you think about the amount of maybe like weird horror or whatever in the stew and like balancing things emotionally or, or is, is the Stanley parable the kind of game where there can just be a branch where things become, you know, where the, where the bucket is an evil wizard, or where or, or there can be one that's kind of heavy or there can be one that's just silly birds. Like, d- did you feel a need to keep things in some kind of harmony?
1: Well, we had endings that were dark. Like, I think the, um... The bucket... Up until pretty late, there were questions about if we'd keep the bucket apartment ending, which has kind of got a, um a kind of uh codependent kind of toxic relationship vibe to it not so explicitly it's kind of counterpointed by the fact that it is a bucket um but like i mean the music that tom uh tom schley did for that section is just like amazing like we had that without music for a long time and then he composed this like interactive like modular piece that kind of just raises and kind of Sinister intensity over it, and it just it really elevated. That's now my favorite. That's my favorite ending, uh, by the way, uh, of the new stuff. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, that was. We were kind of questioning that for a while in terms of was that too intense. That was a. That was. Um, we that that was just that was one that was probably the latest. That was the last uh, bit of content that was um, kind of up for debate. And then um, uh, for the, we consulted with, um, you know, an accessibility expert um, about, you know, what's the kind of stuff that we can do beyond stuff like, you know, the color, the colorblind, colorblind options and, you know, the standard stuff. Like, you know, how do you do um text accessible text and you know to be fair it's not as good as it could be and like i think like um no no i don't want to you know behold anyone on the team to it right now but um on the live on the podcast but uh it would be good to you know i think that's something that would be cool to add to um and to just see if we can make it more accessible
0: the rest of this podcast you... will just be you listing Jira tickets. For TV, yeah. So yeah
1: be... <laughs> um... No,
0: but the accessibility stuff is great. I mean, my, my, my niece Haley is like the, the Stanley Parable is one of her favorite games of all time. And the, she really only has use of, uh, of one arm. So that one-handed walking feature is amazing, right? Like a game changer. Incredible. She can make it work with more traditional controls. But just, you know, that those kinds of things are becoming considered and more standard is such a... A huge good thing Just a, yeah it's just a
1: comfy convi- it's just a convenience like you know there's like extreme ways you can go where it's like you can play the game with like an example of like something that's like like further down the list of like stuff that like you know we would have done if we had the time and the budget uh, but even then you know it's a kind of you've got to make a call at some point and that that is something that does feel weird about like okay where are we going to cut off the, you know, accessibility line? You know, but like how that, accessible that, is accessible? Yeah, yeah, is very yeah. That, is, from, that does feel yeah. like a really weird. Um, it's not weird, but it's just like a difficult decision that's got to be made, and that's you know not something that you typically you know think about when you when you're uh, think. Okay, what does designing a game consist of? It's like okay, can someone who's blind enjoy this game? Can some okay? Is there somebody? Uh, You know like uh should you be able to play this with one hand and like you know all all this kind of all this kind of stuff um so uh yeah like the content warnings we felt like they were pretty you know we we do get mails now and again and like we wouldn't we were one like about like oh hey I, i i was really disturbed by this part of the game you should add a content warning to it and you know it was good and like again you've got to decide where you're putting those in and what constitutes again yeah it's like you've got to be the arbiter of like what is something that's going to be potentially traumatic for somebody and like that is that's also like a a really hard line that you've got to navigate internally and like that's another conversation that you've got to have and something that you know benefits from having people in the room who are you know emotionally sensitive and you know intelligent and you know yeah, and empathy yeah. empathy is ultimately like a, a test of empathy because you know if you're not empathetic to if you can't put yourself in the shoes of somebody you know who really doesn't want to have to have like self the idea of self the, the concept of self-harm pop up you know while you're playing an entertainment a thing for entertainment you know um it's good to, it, it, like, you know, you, you if you can empathize with somebody like that, then, you know, you can understand it. But I think, like, on the flip side, you know, if you're less mature or, like, you know, like, it's embarrassing to say, but, you know, if I, when I was, like, 18 and, you know, if, if that question got raised, I would have probably been like, oh, who's going to care? Who's going to care? About I, I, I'm, I'm 18. I don't, I don't fucking, it's just about it you know so like
0: it doesn't bother me so it, it yeah it, it, it yeah exactly everyone. it doesn't yeah.
1: bother me so why should it you know and i think like the kind of, like if we can normalize like a um that that stuff's available for people that would be that would be really good because i think i think the failing of where it is now or like the kind of like hole in it is like you got to know to check for that kind of sort of stuff and you got to know that it's available so, like yeah. um we put it in the steam description, we put it in the description of the game, you know, hey, there's content warnings available in the settings um but uh, yeah, it's not perfect, like I think uh I think but but it's you know, it was cool again, like you know, when you're porting a game from the source engine to a new engine and continuously they're adding new content, like uh if we just deci- if we just like made a game from the scrap from scratch and we've been at the start. Okay. We want to have this, this, and this available. You can build that from the ground up and you can have like stuff like you can have all of this embedded in the design of it, which makes it just easier to do. And then you can get more stuff in. So I think, yeah, like the earlier you think about accessibility when Devin or or coming up with stuff, that's, that's better. I think that's cooler.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and not necessarily being beholden to you know the original Stanley Parable is very playful about using all, all the stuff Source does, like you said the serious mm-hmm. the serious room with the cheat the cheat uh, console and things like that. Yeah. But here you're you know you're trying to make it future proof and up to up to date and up to up to standard and all that. So in
1: seventy years we will still be receiving revenue.
0: Exactly. The game. <laughs> that's the real that's the real motivation. Clearly, were, were there things? I think the original script, although there's obviously a lot more. Pretty much the whole thing is intact. You replace the jokes about like Minecraft with with Firewatch and Rocket League and all yeah, that, yeah. Uh, which to me was yeah the joke about the change of the engine. Um, there's the there's the one joke changed in like the decision making instructional film, but I believe you changed oh, that yeah. in the original Stanley Parable. That as well. oh
1: my god, I don't want to. Uh, no, I don't I've mean got, to make you regret. that you even I've cut got, me asking. Yeah, I've yeah. got uh, I've got um, yeah, because that that came up immediately after the uh, almost immediately after the 2013 release. Uh, that got changed, but not all. all you know what? I, I've I've said we're not going to talk about this because it just gets it just gives people shit to get pissed. It gives idiots shit to get pissed off. I can about.
0: genuinely, yeah, I want the original uncensored version. Whatever I like want I said, there to be
1: no changes. I want the original Disney uh, m- uh, clips from 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 uh, 1930. I want I want I want to see Walt Disney uh, being horrifically. <laughs> i gotta shut up
0: (laughs) i really really want to use that clip of you saying that but i will cut Uh, this but that's what that's i mean i mean
1: it's up to you to edit me to sound as distasteful as possible but um uh, (laughs) yeah that's the goal that's it you've
0: you've got it the game is up that's that's what this um, is
1: about. but yeah i think um i think like there's nothing wrong with just trying to make things better for everybody like you want everyone to be able to enjoy stuff you want to you like and that doesn't mean making it bland that's the thing that it means exactly I've, I've, the thought, opposite. I've got to really Dude, watch myself because I'm getting ranty here. <laughs> no, like... no, it's an important rant.
0: And you're not the you're not the you're not the only one, right? But it's what's more boring than edgelord shit, right? Like you when you challenge yourself to make it actually funny and empathetic and interesting, it's oh gonna God, be better than comedy, not worse. Don't get
1: me fucking don't get me fucking started about 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 the I I'll will be here for another two hours of me just
0: <laughs> I mean I'm I'm game if you are, but
1: uh... oh, well my throat probably isn't game uh because uh, my waters run out. Uh, if you that's can give enough, me two minutes fair. to just grab another glass of water.
0: I uh, can certainly do that, uh, that sure. Really a fair deal.
1: Uh, we should be able to kill and eat anybody who has over... I want to say... Mm, like, like okay we'll be fair like if we say like 500 million you know that's the upper limit, you know. We're yeah, not accidentally yeah. going to get any good folks in there. Sure. So sure. no, you, we'll you didn't just, have you didn't have you yeah. didn't have to
0: check your own bank account before yeah. drawing that line. That's a safe one, <laughs> Funnily,
1: well, and, and that should move with inflation. That should move with the Of inflation. course, of course, but, that's um, only fair. We should. And furthermore,
0: you have one one week to relinquish like, and, and get like, below that line. Like, like of,
1: the thing, is, the thing is, like I've always got to I, like for the past fucking couple of games that we've done. Like when we're partnering with external, you know, it's not. It, what I've gotta be able to do is I've gotta I've gotta make a solo game and then I can start I can go around on podcasts and I can guilt free just be like, well I think this about everything and I'll use the game's platform to talk about my own opinions about 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 everything. But you know I I I'm I've also got to balance like, okay, I'm representing everybody here. I
0: can't. I can't <laughs> go too wild. People's livelihoods depend on where you draw the line of who we should and shouldn't kill and eat. Yeah. Well, no, because we have no publisher, and uh, the game has already sold a hundred thousand copies within the first twenty-four hours. So, uh, which, by the way, congratulations.
1: So, yes. fuck Musk. Fucking suck at Zuckerberg. That's like that's also kind of. Well, I mean, because, I mean, NFT un- un- the hatred yeah. is more than you know, just a kind of blatant fuck you. Uh, there's a real kind of like, uh, uh, it's really, have to, it's yeah. like, we're all going to, I don't want to get into the, we're all going to die, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know. I mean, the,
0: the ra- I think we the way you were about to get into had more to do with just, with just Yes, uh, comedy. Nihilism and, <laughs> yeah. and edgelord like, shit. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. the, there's a lot of, I, it's, there's too much to talk about uh
0: if you'd rather talk about how we're all like... gonna die that's fine i mean but...
1: i mean that is not partic- That's not particularly fun and people will spend their money on you know on stuff that's not the game if uh, we get into all of that but uh but <laughs> oh, yeah because that that I mean, you know if uh, if with this, if a solar flare hits the earth then the steam accounts will go down and 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 uh <laughs> they won't have it, and they'd they'll, they'll be better off purchasing bottled water and uh, you know uh, raw materials. <laughs> I'm, I don't buy into any of that, but uh, I'm just I'm just being I'm just being a little fucking I'm just being a goblin because I'm I'm tired and and I I, I don't That's know what to, That's I don't reasonable. know what to say. You're not guiding me enough. You're not asking enough questions.
0: You're right. You're right. I'm. <laughs> well, that's that's how we get to the really good shit. Okay, is, is by right. letting it go where it does organically. It's I, I'm being the Justin Roiland of interviewers. I'm just saying, what if this interview was a cloud that started saying "fuck you"? That's mm. that's that's my contribution. I think. Well, okay. Let me take it to this. So you're you're talking about part of let me let me frame it this way. This part of what's interesting about the Stanley Parable is that it is. Fucking weird, and it's fucking successful, and that's an intersection that I wish existed more because I love strange, yeah, one hundred percent. There's
1: some like, there's some like, absolutely brilliant stuff, um, coming up on itch, and like I, I see the, the the thing is I'm I'm absolutely exhausted, and like I've I've not been playing any I've not been playing anything, for the past like few months, so I don't, so I feel like you know if I'm if I'm you know shouting out itch.io, like I should be like you know rattling off you know the the old no, you just no stuff. you're basically saying have you but heard like, of go, just, just go but, to yeah. go, just go to itch.io and just search for latest and just buy a bunch of stuff on there and you know that's you're that, pretty that, well that, doing that honestly yeah, yeah i mean you, you'll find some really cool cool stuff um yeah but you know stanley came out when when the original stanley came out that was Greenlight Town. Where you know twenty two games would you know uh, uh, outside of the big publishers would go up on Steam every, you know, I don't know three months or whatever you know it came in waves so we'd have a lot we had a lot of we had a big kind of captured audience there but here now in the twenty twenty two you know there's will come out and that's really and and will hit you know top selling on Steam which is amazing but you know twenty four hours later. You've got, let's see, what's coming up? You've got June Spice Wars coming up. You've got Rogue Legacy two coming up. You've got uh, Sekiro's back in action. Uh, sorry, no, that's ba- <laughs> Sekiro bad back in that's action. A, that's, that a, that's not a game. That's a, sorry, I was listing new games and then I just listed <laughs> another. Um, but yeah, it's just the marketplace is saturated. So you know, on these big stores, sure, you sure. have less opportunity for visibility. And you know, we have. Look, again, we're lucky and we're kind of entering that point of privilege again where it's like we have an existing brand. The Stanley Parable is a known quantity. And, you know, it's something that people will write about. And, you know, the job of like me and the studio and about any kind of game creator or publisher is to keep moving with the times so that when the next thing comes out, like people feel like you are gonna put something out that's of good a good quality so whatever the next yeah. thing is uh you know it that's really it you've gotta keep on you gotta keep on with the quality and even if it doesn't like hit a mega success like Stanley Parable*, you've gotta like you've gotta get like the people who are gonna sign up for the email list and you know two years down the line remember who you are uh you've gotta make sure that you're giving them a good time and you're serving them uh yeah with uh with something fun and something weird let me ask you Um, a question about
0: the times in which in which we're living uh because you you've talked before about how you came out of an era where somebody could start making levels in source as you did and parlay that into a professional career as a level designer and that you could sort of feel the door closing on that with source particularly but maybe even with that generally and then around accounting time you said that you didn't think there was that on-ramp for for you know for young would-be game developers it's harder it's and i definitely. feel like now maybe there is but it's like it's monetized and ex- exploited it's like roblox or something
1: oh god yeah i mean that kind of i mean what Watch the game makers too is that, that oh, oh, the people make games, people make games. i was data. like i was promoting yeah. the wrong thing yeah uh toolkit <laughs> is great but they did not do <laughs> a skating so on roblox oh my yeah. g- <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, no problem. <laughs> it's just like I continuously prove I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, <laughs> You're slap happy. It's fine. It's um, okay. <laughs> you get what i mean. I, 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 the vague shape of what I'm. The blurred gorgian blur of my words is... Th- that is indeed that is an right, exploitative I
0: mean. process, and and you know and and yeah. people have done journalism to prove it. So yes, there's it's there details real. available. It's a real like thing.
1: Them. It's not just made up. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think like you know, I I'm I'm pretty like you gotta you gotta I'm getting like I started I was I was coming in at nineteen with the with you know Stanley Parable coming out and you know then I was you know I was living that shit but now I'm kind of ten years I'm almost ten years detached from that experience and like just stuff is changing every, every day, every six months, you know, there's new paths, like TikTok was a path into, you know, into kind of capturing people's attention. Now, you know, the train's left on that. Uh, and like, now if you go on, if you're joining TikTok now, you're basically like one of the grannies was joining Facebook in, you know, 2000 and 2015. Sure, so like, sure. uh, so, you know, I, I think, um, like the young and <laughs> I'm so good. it so cringe. I mean, sorry. It feels so chooky
0: Uh, that is fucking brand new to me.
1: It's cringe oh, you know, about you... chuggy Oh, oh <laughs> uh, know, shout, out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out Grace Bruxner, creator of frog detective, uh, for teaching me about chuggy. Uh, what is it i'm about to make myself me, sound even older what is the uh, etymology is, of chuggy i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna blast you through chuggy right now uh i was actually told that i was actually told that chuggy uh is now chuggy uh so uh chuggy is an american neological coined uh ne- neolol it's a fucking Neologisms phrase it's a, right. it's a thing coined in 2013 allegedly by Zoomers, as a pejorative description of lifestyle trends associated with early 2010s and millennials. The aesthetic has been described as the opposite of trendy or trying too hard. Um, so if it was coined in 2013, yeah, it is like nine years out of date. So uh,
0: so it's time for... Yeah, it's yeah I see. Like, you version. know, it's
1: like yeah. you've like it is fucked up. It, feel, it i feel like so old it's like oh my god i can't even keep up with stuff anymore but i mean like your priorities <laughs> change and like now my like the ultimate responsibility is to 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 number 1 like the people who whose livelihood is connected with this company and with uh, the people and, and and you know with my my own fucking mental health and and, and sanity um which definitely wasn't a priority when you know Going, going down the indie slide, waving your hands in the air, being like, "Oh my god, <laughs> if I could check me out, I'm on stage at GDC," which is, you know, it's fun and I'm like I'm glad I got to do that, but also like um, like the reason it's called the indie slide is because you end up at the bottom. Yeah, sorry.
0: God, god, goddamn.
1: <laughs> I'll I'll be funnier. I'll be funnier in in a week when I've had uh, when I've had some good sleep. Um, I just
0: don't hear you do an American accent that much. That was. A I I love doing American accents. And it
1: fucking really pisses my partner off. who's Canadian. Uh, like <laughs> fucking constantly. I get. I do stupid voices all the time. I love. Um. I'd love to do more performance stuff and more music stuff and audio stuff like that's really. That's well, that's really maybe like a place,
0: let me, let me bring it home by, by talking about that. You've, you know, you were planning to be an actor before the stand. Parallel. Oh God, Parliament, you've done you... your
1: research, oh. Oh God,
0: this is officially Hot Ones. Uh, if you, if the wings should be arriving any moments <laughs> from now, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> you, you see seen DJ Khaled on Hot Ones. No, I didn't. <laughs> he, he ate too spicy, he, he was on like level two, and then he, <laughs> and then he like can't eat anymore, but he's like still talking about how badass he is, and like how, you know, how it. so fucking cool he is. <laughs> It's just like, uh, like yeah, I'm glad I'm not in that kind of like Californian kind of kind of NFT space. It's just like, that feels like hell and an upcoming reckoning of, you know, like they're going to not age great. They're not going to be able to age gracefully. The people, the NFT people or the, you know, well, well. well you, mean, you don't it, even
0: mean the tech, you mean the people. You mean the, I same, just mean, no, no. Yeah. I mean, the, the people,
1: I mean, the people yeah. like, um, just that kind of, I went I like I feel like a mix of like my my grandma you know who would be like oh my god they gave me two plastic straws in McDonald's what's the world coming to <laughs> and like you know and I, I thought that I went to uh, I, when I went to America for IndieCade I went to a Denny's and they gave me like I ordered two brink- drinks and they, ordered, they gave me two plastic straws and I looked at them and I was like oh my god we're all gonna die <laughs> We're not gonna die. We're gonna. We're not gonna fix climate change. That it's like twenty eighteen, and they're still giving out plastic straws. Um, <laughs> I'm just, not that the I plastic straws
0: are doing it. Just that that's a no, totem it's of, just, of how it's seriously a, we're a, not a, taking it.
1: You know, yeah. the canary, the plastic straws are the canary in the coal mine with sure. climate change. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like this probably makes no sense. Like it makes sense to me. It makes sense to be the direction of this. But you were asking me something not about. Denny's my grandma and climate
0: change... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or how we're all going to die. This Well, the question was, and if, if it's no longer interesting, then don't answer it. That's fine. But you were you were planning to be an actor. You, oh, yeah you, said, yeah, yeah. you said that you sort of think of uh, the way you design levels or the way you design games along those lines. You, the exact quote would be, you're setting a stage for players to improvise on, and most players are terrible actors.
1: Oh, that's a fucking chuggy quote. Yes. <laughs> that's so chuggy.
0: Officially? Officially? No, I mean, like,
1: yeah, like I think that there was that phase where it's like, you know... I was, I don't know, that's probably from a talk of like twenty.
0: Let me be, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm quoting younger you to yourself which Yeah, it's a yeah. very cruel thing to do. No,
1: no, it's fine. Like, I mean, I I'm not the type to massively cr- I I think I, I in 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 I think younger me would cringe more at me now than I cringe at younger me. Like like there's a lot like I I I've i yeah, I'm not gonna fucking get into that. That's well it. said. That's well said I'm not gonna get into that. But um
0: well, I was—I brought it up because the only time you've literalized the metaphor is probably Doctor Langaskoff. But uh, the yeah, I mean, I, I think, think like, like that is
1: best. the 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 setting a stage for a player. That's like a—it's a really nice turn of phrase. I like it's it—it it sounds smart. Uh, I think like when it comes down to what the actual process is, is it, it, it's it, I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly I wouldn't use that now because it's like more of god you're um ah fuck it no it was sounded smart yeah i'll repeat that i'll stand by that i'll stand by that quote (laughs) i'm too tired to think of a
0: it's fair it's fair well maybe this is chuggy analysis on my part but the one game where you literalize the metaphor does not have the player as an actor it has them as a stagehand right like very very intentionally not an actor and that's you know i don't know if you're playing a blizzard game and the npcs are doing all the interesting things
1: oh you're doing the you're doing the work of making it sound very clever sure (laughs) That sounds that sounds cleverer than I know for I know I wasn't I we weren't I were, at least I wasn't thinking about that when um when making it that dichotomy but I mean like that mostly came the level design of that was um, the backstage of uh, West Yorkshire Playhouse in the UK where I'd done a few shows and like they've oh, it's got really, the kind it's specifically of, that theater it's not it's not exactly it but that's the kind of um, that's the vibe the vibe yeah yeah where it's like you know you've got these big Long corridors, and then you've got a, your you've got your dressing room, and then you've got to go on stage, and you've got to walk past all this, you know, your know, exposed piping and you know backstage stuff, and you know the vivid lights and all of that. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Thank you for taking the time, especially when you're this tired. I really mm. appreciate it um and i uh i i will one more time drag you kicking and screaming back to the thing you're here to promote no please yeah you should really check it out um yeah yeah i mean are there because we are we have we are and have been for some time thoroughly in the spoiler zone is there anything you've been sort of like bursting to want to talk about that you felt like you couldn't in public you even released a fake spoiler Uh. toolkit so people can protect (laughs) the pristine experience of a first playthrough but Did we miss, you know, it's the worst question in the world. What else do you want to talk about? But I feel like in this case... The
1: stuff that, like, I really like... Like, I think, like, for me, like, I love watching people grapple with the fact that the entire game has a bucket alt path. So it's like, like, watching people's faces when they... A kind of internalizing that and figuring it out is really fun.
0: Oh, no, you can take the bucket fucking anywhere. That's that yeah, yeah. You're that committed to the bit, sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the hype, uh, and just, like, the excitement when it's, like, the standing parable two doors open. And, like, it's a validation because we, during the development, it felt like that was buried quite deep. And there was, like, the anxiety of, like, you know... There's also the anxiety of, like, okay, are people going to quit out and like not see the new content are they going to play like three endings not be able to find any new content and then be like oh, this is shit there's no new content like that's like and 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 seeing that you know that has that pe- that's working out for people that that that's really validating and then the small stuff is like um like the kind of weird law shit that you know I probably shouldn't comment on because you have like it's it's fun to watch people kind of tear it apart and do it but like um in the crows 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 newsletter 47 um no sorry in the crows 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 newsletter 37 uh we we have a newsletter uh that we we uh that is very well reviewed uh and uh you can check it out at uh, crows crows crows.com and, I like, frequently go,
0: laugh out loud at your newsletter, so yeah. Thank you very
1: much. You can sign up for it. We don't send it that often, but we put a lot. If you like the Stanley Parable or Dr. Langiscover or stuff, check out the newsletter. We tend to only we'll be doing a bit of Stanley stuff for like you know letting people know when the physical edition is going out and any other like you know any other stuff related to that. Uh, but like generally, we try and make each one weird and unique, and it's got the same kind of. Um, Creative uh, the, the the print the print the creative principles in, in making them similar to how we make the games so we see that as kind of expansive anyway. So if you scroll down to number 37, which is called newsletter 37 out now on Spotify and Bandcamp, which is um basically just an audio it's just a newsletter in audio form. This was um this got put out on uh October 2nd 2020 uh so like a year and six months or something ago and we had a portion where we were air li- where we we like airlifted in one of the development team into the Stanley parable and like a kind of weird immersive thing is Joe who who's uh, one of our one of our people um he goes in and he uh um He's like exploring the new content, and you hear him kind of get captured and, and dematerialized by um by some kind of unseen entity because it's the so audio that you're listening to, and then um you can hear him uh in the actual game where he's uh where he's been trapped for a year and a half, uh which is just uh, that's super fun I love that um that kind of weird stuff and then there's a lot of like deep secrets. That people are starting to find now where they think that they've broken the game. Uh, and they can go for like, you know, 20-30 minutes exploring around. And then they'll see something that is explicitly calling out how they broke the game. And uh, and and it's just like a little wink of like, yeah, we knew this was possible and we left it in.
0: Uh just like little i made it down to the warehouse floor and there was a little room of with i think a unique musical track that i that i found my way into uh
1: that's from that's that's uh it's a little white void and uh, the music is from uh that's clovis's theme from accounting plus which Fuck. is uh, the character I, who's, oh my i um, did not
0: replay accounting before this so that's i it was like uh, my yeah, brain you, was well, screaming you, at if me that i knew it's the, it, in the, but, v- yeah
1: on accounting plus that's the top level character who's just like an who's also an omnipresent narrator but like a, a different a very different kind sure, <laughs> He's more sure. he's more hippie headspace guy than sure, uh, sure. than uh british uh, then, british, so then, uh yeah, malevolence
0: british malevolence for for whom you know to hear him say bucket is an endless uh visceral joy
1: i i if i can tell i i i again i'm i'm drifting wildly of course but um if you have a vr headset and you can play it you should try counting plus because uh uh the whole intro, the whole idea was we we did the onboarding thing for like, hey, this is how you move around in VR space. But we do it so slowly. We do it like painfully slowly. <laughs> like, and we're really in, and it's me. I'm, I get, to, this is linked to the acting stuff as well. I got to voice that character of, uh, of the very chill, like, please calibrate your VR space. And uh, it's just really obnoxious. And, uh, like, you turn around, he teaches you how to turn around, and then you get an achievement for turning around. And he's like, well done, good job,
0: great job, excellent, here's a trophy, here you go,
1: and, you know, all of that stuff.
0: No, i didn't but, uh, i yeah. yeah i played it when it came out my vr headset is isn't a closet like i think a lot of. People oh you probably play played
1: it. the free version and the paid version is where all the good
0: stuff is that's where the good stuff is but uh yeah yeah fair enough fair enough well well i'll I'll point people at that. i'll point people at the entire uh crows 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 catalog and newsletter yes and all of that. good
1: good yes. like o- overall and yeah do sign up to the newsletter because uh we use that we we send I don't know usually about like between kind of like six to ten maybe newsletters per year, and they're uh, all weird works sometimes. Of art. They're great. They're, yeah, they're good like there's some road. like, yeah, like uh, that's probably like that's really enjoyable stuff to. It's really enjoyable. And like if you want to, if you want to get a good picture of like how the studio's grown and you know all, all of that stuff, just check it out. Check out. Uh, check it out and just scroll yeah, through that. Absolutely. But uh, but primarily. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe out now on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and, Inti- and uh, Steam with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Also, kind of works pretty well on Steam Deck right now. Uh, if you want to try that out, so that's the that's the stuff. That's the pitch. Well that's, pitched. Well pitched. That's my that's my thing. Um, if you want me back on to rant about stuff, I'll be releasing a. 30 second indie game next week in order to uh justify a second promotional track uh, in which if I you can,
0: if you would like to come I back rant. i doubt you want to come back next week that might no, be no for serious. sure yeah
1: i mean well not next week i'm i am absolutely exhausted right right no time. but we would, but love if you to, I would, I would like if you if you ever if you ever have a dead week and you want and you want me to come back i'm i've i for real like um I, I, I do I do I do enjoy talking about stuff. Well
0: I really um, appreciate there's it. There's
1: plenty more yeah. stories and we can we can maybe get um we can maybe get Dominic Johannon or Tom Schley or Joe or I don't know I said Joe, his name's Joe Feingold. Uh but um Just Joe. Uh no any Joe, any and all yeah. of the above
0: sounds amazing. We'd love to do that. So Um Yeah, yeah.
1: super. Yeah, we'll 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 schedule something
0: and uh, we can we'll talk about uh anything you want us to talk that about. That sounds fantastic. Uh really quick is there like the soundtrack's not out is there are there bits of music i could use in intros and outros for promotional Mm -hmm. purposes Mm -hmm. here
1: i can um hook you up with that cool uh the soundtrack will be coming out uh asap uh we've got to clear a couple of things with uh just legally sure sure to get that to get that all together and tom is mastering all of the uh, music and taking cues and recomposing them into whole tracks and like it's, i've heard some tracks already so keep your eye out for the soundtrack because that is going to be on fire uh... <laughs> the original stanley <laughs> purple doesn't fun. really have
0: like a complete soundtrack because it's got it's got, it's it's got three piece. separate soundtracks
1: right. but we're trying with like no promises in case in, in in case for some reason it doesn't come together but uh we are doing our best to put together a full uh 360 degree turn around and walk away uh soundtrack um for uh, for the whole game Beautiful. from all Beautiful. the different composers, excellent. Uh, which I think would be brilliant because I think uh, everybody who contributed music to this game is like it's just wonderful. I think it's just brilliant. It's it's uh, stunner. But stutter. I mean. But you can't trust me, so listen to it for yourself by buying the
0: game. Yes, then, please uh, do make your own call. <laughs> Thanks for doing this <laughs> one more time. I appreciate it.
1: It's been super pleasant. You're a, a. It's been very easy to talk to you.
0: Well, thank you uh, for that.
1: I appreciate and, that. Uh, I've just got to. I've just got to keep catching myself before I uh, say fuck the yonks cast. They can <laughs> suck my. And then I hung up the call, and uh, but but you know I I did for the record I didn't say uh, I didn't say anything. Uh, thank you for having me on. Goodbye.
0: And that's the show. William pretty much just plugged everything. Crows, crows, crows. So, you know, check all of it out. It's good stuff. The Everybody's Talking in Ones podcast is hosted and produced by me, Drew Messenger Michaels, with support across every branching path from Francis Michelle Cannon and Lucio Valentino. This is one of those weeks where I will also thank El Viegas for editing advice. Our logo is by Aaron Perry Zucker, using icons from the Noun Project. Our theme song, the current version thereof, that is, is by me. You can find more music I make at carpedemon.band. And hey, by the way, you can hear me play lesser-known tabletop RPG systems at dicepunks.com or by searching DicePunks wherever you get podcasts podcasts. podcasts. Speaking of wherever you get podcasts, that's where you can find this show, our whole back catalog for free, including our previous talks with Davey Reedon, William's Stanley Parable collaborator, and Brendan Chung, William's level design rival, and the person behind Gravity Bone, 30 Flights of Loving, and plenty else besides. We sure do appreciate you listening to this one, to those ones, to whichever ones you want to listen to, and if all you want to do is listen, that is more than okay. But if you do want to support the show in some way, you can do so by leaving us a good rating or review wherever you listen that happens to have ratings or reviews. Or if it would not cause you any financial hardship, you can throw us a few bucks on patreon ko-fi or gumroad thanks tree tremendously to our current supporters with a special thanks to carlos de los santos and darth raptora and an even specialer thanks to the mysterious ian k and lucas cosen hope to see you in two weeks when david Galindo will be here to talk about cook serve forever until then take care of yourselves and take care of each other so long everybody
1: me out